If you're not willing to be obedient in one place, why would you be obedient in another? And now for Obedience Beyond Solomon. So I have a question for you. What do you think is the most important trait or characteristic in a Christian? Is it faith? Is it wisdom? Is it obedience? Is it love? That's not a rhetorical question. Obedience, obedience, love. Okay, all good answers. Today, I'm going to unpack that more throughout the sermon. And this sermon really spotlights a specific character in the Bible. And that character is King Solomon. Now, about a month ago, whenever I had preached last month, the very night, a verse came on my mind and I knew it was going to be what I would preach about today. It was Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6 in LT. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, initially, I thought this was going to be a very easy message to preach. The very day after I had received the Bible verse, I was riding in the car with my Uncle James, and I found a literal application. It was just like right there in front of me. I could see right there a way that I could apply this in a sermon. I thought it was going to be real, real easy based off of my own understanding. (laughs) Time passed, and it wasn't so easy. I found that explanation, that specific instance, to be really nuanced. And to preach it to a wide variety of people, it required a lot of things to be put in place to be done properly. But I took a break. I prayed and I just asked that God would provide me with the revelation. And yesterday I was working out with Nate and he could attest to this. Right before I started my set, I just started smiling and I said the simple word of okay. And I knew that I had the information. Now, Proverbs was written by Solomon. Solomon was a man that was blessed with divine wisdom, arguably the most wise character in the Bible apart from Jesus. I think we can agree on that. And he said not to depend on your own understanding. If anybody was to depend on their own understanding and be justified in doing it, it would be Solomon. Yet he said not to depend on your own understanding. And this was affirmed in the following verse, Proverbs 3, verses 7. Do not be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Yet Solomon became a really interesting character because while he was wise and while he appeared to be obedient at this point, the way that he is portrayed in the text that he writes is very different than the way he's portrayed when it's another author. Now, Solomon stumbled in a way very similarly to his daddy, and that comes in regards to his wives. Now, I had asked initially, what do you believe to be the most important characteristic of a Christian? And there was a top three that came to my mind. Third was love, one that I heard. Two was obedience, another that I heard several times. And number one was faith. Now, the reason why I put love third is because, well, it's a tenet of Christianity. Love God with all your heart, mind, body, spirit, and soul. That's the most important commandment. And then love thy neighbor as thyself, number two. But whenever you apply obedience, it would mean that you would be doing that regardless. And it would encompass more tenets of Christianity beyond just love. When you apply faith, it means that you truly believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that you should be reformed, not just following Christianity to avoid hell, but to truly model your life after Christ's own. 
So sort of like a domino effect. If you have faith, you should be obedient. If you have obedience, you should love. Now, the place where Solomon lacked was obedient. Now we see this in, let's see here. We see this in Deuteronomy 17, 17. And this was when God was giving rules to the kings of Israel to follow. This rule states, the king must not take many wives for himself because they will turn his heart away from the Lord. And he must not accumulate large amounts of wealth in silver and gold for himself. Now, the question I'm about to ask is rhetorical. But how many wives do you think is many? Some may say that is two, and I would raise my hand on that one. Others may give a higher number, such as 10, because the more the merrier, but there is a max on the merrier. And others would say that there is no limit to many. I can have as many as I can acquire. And I think Solomon would have fallen into that third category. Now, we see here very explicitly this role for the kings. But since it's not quantified, maybe we can give Solomon a pass for what he would come to do. Yet, that's not quite so. When we go to 1 Kings, verses 11, 1 through 3, now we're looking at Solomon portrayed by a different author. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women. There we go. Many. Don't have many wives. (laughs) Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. The Lord had clearly instructed the people, had clearly instructed the people, you must not marry them because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. He had 700 of royal birth and 300 concubines. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. Now, if anybody would have been an exception to this, again, it would have been Solomon. The reason why is because the wives' gods that they served were merely idols. If anybody could have had a rebuttal as to why the God of Christianity is the real God and not idols, it would have been Solomon. Again, he had God-given wisdom, divine wisdom, yet his heart was still turned away. And it's interesting to see that God had clearly instructed the people of Israel, and Solomon insisted anyway. He was told to do so, and he said, nah, Lord, I'm going to go my own way. That's obedience. And when we see him lacking in obedience, again, it has a domino effect that ends up knocking away his faith. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. See, if Solomon wasn't an exception, why would we be an exception? And the reason why they knocked his heart away from the Lord can be further explained in Mark 10, verses 6 through 7. But God made the male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. Now, as Mike Todd had explained, joined is a threefold word in the Hebrew and Greek. One is the physical through sex. Another is the emotional and intimacy. And the third is spiritually through connection. This man had a thousand wives. And this joined to a thousand different people serving all kinds of gods definitely had an influence. He had divine wisdom, yet he still chose to disobey. He had divine wisdom, yet he still insisted on going his own way. He had divine wisdom, yet he couldn't see so very clearly to follow God, even though he said to do so. Those are two different parts of Solomon. The one who told you what you ought to do, and then the one that did what he told you not to do. (laughs) Good news is we don't have to be like Solomon. See, you may wonder, if Solomon was so wise, yet he still stumbled. If Solomon was so wise, yet he still went away from God, how can we possibly have a chance? And the answer is simple. It's not so much about your own wisdom. It's about obedience. 
See, Solomon was wise, yes, and the Lord says you will not be tempted beyond what you can handle. It's about obedience, not wisdom. The utmost obedience that you would need in this instance would be to know the verse. The utmost wisdom you would need would be to hear, to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, would be to hear, to not depend on your own understanding, would be to hear, to seek his will in all that you do. The rest is in your hands. It doesn't require a genius. It requires a faithful person willing to sacrifice something for God. And when we fail to do this, we can find ourselves falling away from God. Because if we're not obedient here, why would we be obedient there? Hmm. It's interesting logic. If Solomon wasn't happy with one wife, maybe he might be happy with two. But if he wasn't happy with two, it's possible he could be happy with three. But if he wasn't happy with three, why in the world would he be happy with 997 more? (laughs) (laughs) If you're not willing to be obedient in one place, Why would you be obedient in another? Not willing to be obedient there. Why would you be willing to be obedient here? It can cause a consistent domino effect. When we refuse to be obedient in an area, we refuse to be obedient in other areas. And while I say faith is the most important, faith can still falter when we refuse to be obedient. Hmm. It's not about wisdom. It's about obedience. And I want to ask you today, is there a place that you're not giving it all up to God? Perhaps in your career, perhaps in your relationships, perhaps in where you're pursuing your education, anywhere major or minor in your life that you're not giving up to God. Because it only takes one place to make everything fall apart. It only takes one place. And when we don't give something up to God, as I've stated several times before, now it can cause a domino effect. And I don't want you to be like Solomon. He was written into the Bible very intentionally. He gave us guidance, and then he gave us an example of what happens when we do the wrong thing. It's interesting to see how far somebody can stumble, but it's also beautiful as it serves as a warning to what happens when deserting. Solomon had faith. Solomon had obedience at one point. Yet it was this one action of yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. Is there a place where you feel God tugging, pulling you in a direction, yet you insist in going the other way, insist on resisting God, insist on doing your own thing. And in the Bible verse, it says, lean not on your own understanding. Yet we can find ourselves short of understanding and still refusing to follow God. We can find ourselves not even knowing why, just knowing what is, just knowing what we want, and we'll do that. Where our justification isn't even logical. Our justification doesn't even have reason. We're just doing it. I got to tell you to be obedient because of course this isn't about today alone. This is about eternity and lack of obedience today can carry into tomorrow. So whatever it is, if there's anything that you feel as though you're pulling away from where God is pulling you to be, get right today. And that place you may not even know, you may not even be in communion with God. You may not even be trying to see, praying to God, is there a place that you want me to change? Because God may want to tell you something, but if you're not willing to hear him out, you'll never know. God may want to shout a word in your ear, but if you cover him, you'll never hear. So for starters, pray. Get in the word. Open yourself up to receive what God wishes for you too. Because he can tug on you spiritually where you feel conviction and he never says a word. But whenever you open yourself up more, It's oh so much better to be able to hear explicitly and clearly, to be able to seek out what he wants for you and then to do. Don't be like Solomon. (laughs) Solomon was the perfect example of what not to do because Solomon was a man that if anybody could be an exception, he would have been it. 
Yet Solomon showed as clear as day that even he was not an exception. Hmm. The life of Solomon is an interesting one. And the life of Solomon is one we don't have to live to. So I'll tell you again, if there's anything you have not given up to Christ, anything you have not given up to God in your day-to-day life, give it up today. Not tomorrow, today. Hmm. I'll do an altar call. And if anybody does fit that category, they want to give something up to God, want to give their lives to Christ or renew their lives, please come up now. When I think of an obedient individual, I think of Joseph. So I'm going to ask him to come up here and pray with me. Uh, Checking. There we go. Hallelujah. All right. I just want you all to close your eyes and pray with me to our God. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask that you come and lay your hands upon them now, God, that you imbue them with a will, Father, that you imbue them with a purpose, Father, that you imbue them with a desire to follow every single word that you have over their lives, God, every bit of their destiny, God. Allow them to take hold of it and seize it in the name of Jesus, that your blood may flow through their veins, Father, and start a fire in every single vein, God, in every single part of their soul, God. That even whenever they're alone, God, they may hear your voice, God. They may feel your pull, God. They may feel your calling, God. Pushing them to places where they cannot go alone, God. I thank you so much for your wisdom that you shared over their lives, Father. And I ask now that you help deliver them to obedience, to faith, and open up new pathways for love, God, that they could have never found on their own, God. Open up doors that they can't even see, Father, because you put the glasses on their eyes to even allow them to see. By the blood of Jesus, I ask that you come over their lives and bless them, bless their children, bless their family members, bless their parents, their mother and their father, God. Bless their siblings, God. Bless every single person that they touch on a day-to-day basis, God. Bless through them and bless them, God. I ask that you cultivate obedience in them, God, beyond what they can ask or think to receive, an obedience that they cannot even deem possible for themselves, Father, granted unto them, because all things can be done through Christ who strengthens them. So by the blood of Jesus, we say together, amen. Trust in the Lord. With all of your heart, don't trust in yours alone because the heart is truly deceitful. Who knows it? And don't lean on your own understanding because as Solomon showed us, we know where that leads. You are dismissed. Thank you. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled Obedience Beyond Solomon by George Bronner. This message is number 4095. That's 4095. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 4095 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word.